Hello, I'm Somi Aryan. I'm the founder of Fempeak, a Web3 education platform where we prepare you to participate in the ownership economy and the next generation of the internet. We are led by women and inclusive to everyone ready to shape the new emerging world order driven by technology. Although we have recently shifted so much of our focus to Web3, we continue to cover other important topics around self-empowerment, career development, and entrepreneurship. My guest at today's podcast is Abigail Bryant Spoller, the global customer success leader for Notabene, a crypto compliance company doing important work in the industry as experts in crypto regulations. Abby and I were having a meeting about some educational sessions that she was going to deliver on the Fanpeak platform. And the conversation was so interesting that we decided to press record and turn it into a podcast. Neither of us were quite camera ready, but the conversation took precedence. Here's my conversation with Abigail Brian Spunner. So uh, for, for everybody listening to this podcast, uh, I will mention this in the intro of the podcast as well. This was not supposed to be a podcast. This was just a meeting <laughs> between me and Abby, who currently works at Notabene, and, and she used to work at uh, Elliptic. This was a meeting, and we've been talking about uh, a few sessions that we want to be potentially running on Fempeak. Uh, and I'm not wearing my makeup. I'm like, you know, I've got that box behind me. But the, the, the conversation was so interesting. I was like, wow, this could be a podcast. Shall I press record? And, and Abby kindly agreed to uh, for me to press record. So, um, you know, so, so Abby, you were telling me about um, you've been having these conversations with uh uh, gentlemen, you know, usually middle-aged white men that are trying to tell you uh, about crypto and, and you know more about crypto than they do. This happens to me as well. Like I've, I've had conversations with people that, you know, maybe come from a financial background and, and they're like, they think that like now they bought a Bitcoin, now they know about, you know, crypto. And, and, and I've had conversations where then I've had to sit down and like explain. Let me explain the difference between uh, you know, proof of work and proof of stake and, you know, how, what this uh, space is all about. So do you find um, a similar kind of thing that you actually have all this knowledge, but because you are um, a young woman, you know, that people think you yeah. probably don't know much about it? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I, I've been very lucky in the places that I've worked in that I I think that it's they've always created this environment where there's so many incredibly knowledgeable, talented women that I'm surrounded by. I almost fall into a false sense of security in that I'm like, oh, this is just how it is. Like I'm surrounded by these incredible women who know so much about the crypto space. And then when you go out into the world, it's almost like a reality of like, oh, hang on a minute. This isn't, you know, this isn't um, how it is. Um, and I think, you know, for me, crypto is like provide, like it's unex an unexpected benefit, but crypto has actually provided like some of the people, some of the, the, the women that I look to, you know, as colleagues and I look up to, it's because the crypto space has brought us all together. So, you know, when I go out into the world, I'm almost like surprised again. It's like going through that whole process again, where you're like, okay, we need to kind of take it back a little bit. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just that feeling of bringing people along for the journey, you know, men or women. Men, or yeah, exactly. Whatever you identify as, I think crypto is, has this um, incredible power of kind of equalizing um, the knowledge, you know, that 
in the fiat world, people have built up financial knowledge over generations. Um, And all of a sudden, you know, that doesn't matter anymore. You know, you, you can come from a background where you don't have the financial security or knowledge within your family or within your community. And all of a sudden you can build a new community. So I think that is the best thing. Yeah, crypto is so powerful. Like there's so many points in what you just said that I would like to pull uh, out from that conversation and, and uh, you know, zoom into each of those separately. One of them is, you know, this whole idea, one of the things that I'm noticing is that we are becoming a lot more financially savvy just by getting into crypto. Like the amount of things that I've had to learn, you know, like because of crypto, I've had to actually go back and learn everything about finance. Like, you know, I can't say that I know everything about your know, traditional finance, legacy finance. I'm trying not to use the word traditional for anybody <laughs> listening to this. If you work in a bank, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I apologize for using because I was I was once having a, a podcast interview uh, with a gentleman from NatWest, one of the uh, uh, MDs at NatWest. And um uh, it was a really good conversation, but I kept saying traditional finance or traditional banks, and I and I didn't realize that maybe I'm upsetting him. But, but and he didn't say anything. But like in the end, he was like, or traditional finance or traditional bank, as you would say, you know. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. His name, his name is Matt Tug. We've got the podcast on our podcast. So since then, I've kind of like become a bit more aware of the the choice of words, and I'm like trying to not say because you know in when you're in the crypto space people say chat fi you know yeah. defi chat fi defi right everything is like you know uh, we use these terms like chat in a way traditional in a way that is like um you know that's like not not we don't mean it in a bad way but i can see no. that you know it's if you are in yeah so now i'm trying to use the word legacy okay so if you're in legacy finance you know don't don't uh, be upset with that but yes uh, so i feel like i've had to learn so many things about legacy finance since getting into uh, crypto because i've had to understand like the difference between tokens and shares right like and t- tokens and and like stocks right and when I, the more i learn about it the more i realize this new system is so much more interesting it speaks to me more you know as as somebody who didn't come from that kind of financial background i've had to learn everything about i know so much more about tokenomics than economics you know because it's so much more interesting why do you think that is the case what makes uh, what makes tokens and token economy so interesting i think the fact that the the books are being written like as you as you learn so you know I think it's very easy to well I I don't know about anyone else but for me sometimes it it, you know when I'm learning about like financial literacy and 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 all of the elements you know trying to set up my my myself in the best possible way financially um it can always feel like I'm starting on the back foot you know I'm I'm trying to almost catch up because I feel like I've missed so much already in terms of, you know, I didn't come from an environment where this was something that was talked about. We didn't, you know, talk about stocks and shares at dinner. We didn't, you know, this isn't something that I've been brought up around or felt felt really comfortable with um, in terms of, you know, I, I feel like with, I should not say the traditional finance space, but with the legacy tribe, um, financial space, there definitely is this feeling of us and them, you know, the the feeling of like, do you belong 
in the places that you're having those conversations. Um, and so when I joined the crypto space, all of a sudden, I felt like, you know, one of my good friends and uh, who introduced us, uh, Tara uh, Anderson, she is one of the most amazing women in the crypto space she and she wants she's amazing she's amazing she once said to me like and I, I I use her as my like she knows everything um but she once said to me there's so much I don't know and it was like actually so refreshing for me to hear somebody that I'm like she knows so much because that is the crypto space right there's just so much you can dip your toe into depending on what you're interested in or what speaks to you you know are you particularly passionate about um nfts that have a, a social purpose or are you particularly interested in um you know the regulatory side of things and how to protect consumers and how you know what governments are doing like there's there's so much that you can depending on the things that interest you or, or the, the areas that you're particularly relevant to your day-to-day -day life, there's so much that you can dip into and it's still being written. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't have that feeling of like, I don't belong in these conversations or I don't, I don't belong in this forum. Um, and it, it's that feeling like, you know, we're all learning together, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, when I was working at Elliptic, one thing we often said when we were hiring new people um, within, you know, I work in the customer success team. So we manage accounts with our clients accounts is, you know, often said like, you know, if you're looking for a role that already has like the, the cookie cutter blueprint of what you're going to do, like this isn't like work in the crypto space isn't it. Like yeah. we are writing it today. Like we we're writing what it's going to look like people will look at what we're doing today and be like oh okay that's how it's done so and I think that's what makes it so interesting yeah um, definitely cool. definitely I, I I was talking to uh our scrum master yesterday and she said uh, I was asking her to make these changes to the to the um homepage and she said she she's based in um Czech Republic she was like why don't I come to London you know at the end of April and we sit down a whole day and like work this out I was like no it's not gonna work like that we're gonna keep changing because like you know the space is moving and we are we still constantly redefining you know exactly how we are going to communicate we like we don't know what this is we don't know like you know ethereum you know like when when that was great like a lot of people think of ethereum say as an asset but ethereum is not just an asset it's like i keep explaining to people like this is like a decentralized version of amazon apple and google in uh combined you know you know i, I read an article i can't remember where um and it said that you know ethereum is the app store of the future like that, that yeah, that's what i i say like I, I always say it's kind of like apple um in some ways you know it's like an uh, it's like apple but it's decentralized and um you know and and it's um fascinating because there's so many things being built on it but it's at the same time, it's not efficient. There's still so many issues like gas fees. <laughs> you know, if I if I throw myself out of this window, you know, it's because of gas fees. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sending people their NFTs and it's like I'm constantly paying so much gas fees. And it's like, really? Yeah, but it it's not perfect. And, and people look at that and say, but this is not scalable. This is not perfect. Of course, it's not perfect. It's so new, right? It's just being built as we as we speak and why don't you get involved and make it perfect you know like, <laughs> like you solve some of the problems exactly 
you know, because there's there's uh, the opportunity there. The other thing I wanted to mention uh, was that about women supporting women, I feel like the uh, I see a lot more women supporting women in the crypto space, whereas I don't see as much of it in traditional finance. You know, I've had um, uh, legacy finance. Uh, you know, I uh, I've had people uh, that I've I've spoken to. Uh, you know, within the um, kind of legacy finance institutions and I explained what I'm doing, you know, with like uh, bringing more women into technology and into finance and uh, no interest whatsoever in investing, for example, in Fanpeak, whereas in the uh, crypto space, I haven't even asked for it. And people are like, do you want investment? You know, like, you know and, and, and uh, women are so much more supportive of each other in this space, in the crypto space. Why do you think that is? Or is that also your um, your assessment too? Absolutely. Um, I like I said, I the in the both the crypto companies I've worked with, all of the women are incredibly passionate, intelligent, and also very supportive. And it's also you know that I think there's more and more women in leadership positions in the crypto space. You know, some of the the most prevalent crypto speakers and thought leaders are women, and I think that that means something because it it means that you know somebody sitting in their um, office at home on their own, they see these women. At, elevating up to to leadership positions in the crypto space and it, it's attainable um i i think people generally in the crypto space i found welcome other people that want to learn yeah. i think that you know women or, or not i think generally there is this um appreciation for um other people that want to learn about the space and you know i think there's an awareness that we're kind of all in this together like like how do we get to mainstream adoption what will that look like and it you know this isn't just the work of a few people that look the same sound the same or from the same place this is a global um uh, purpose um regardless of you know who you are um but i think particularly with women it's this acknowledgement once again of the the ability of crypto to kind of balance you know, um, the align incentives as we yeah, say. The, the, the privilege that, you know, in the legacy financial world is like difficult to unravel. Whereas in the crypto space, you know, many women want to bring others along with them for the journey. You know, I'm a, I joined a number of discord um, channels and, um, you know, I'm constantly trying to join webinars where, and largely it is, it's women teaching other women how to get into the space and saying like, there's no reason why we can't control the conversation here, you know? So, and, and that's, that's why I think, I think, you know, ultimately we want to make sure that we're bringing other people along for the, for the journey that, that we're already on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, tell me a little bit about the work that you're doing in terms of the, um, because we talked about, you know, the women's side of things. And, and actually, one thing before I wanted to ask you about the regulatory work that you're doing. But before that, I just before I forget, uh, I was having dinner with um, Tara Anderson that uh, you mentioned also earlier, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And um, I found myself over dinner, like we, we both were, we ended up talking 
about obviously crypto and and we talked and we were like we went so deep and i was just suddenly at some point realized like all these people around us like they're talking about different things right and and we are talking like really deep solana versus you know ethereum <laughs> kind of like debate and and you know and and, and like you know uh these different like really technical stuff right and, and then i was thinking like how many people in legacy finance when they go out for dinner with each other you know on a friend basis right not not on a work dinner or, or something would actually so passionately talk about equities you know and bonds and you know <laughs> like yeah. it's a really good you know indication of like we are so passionate about when you buy that token, you, uh, you know, you, let's say if you buy a Ethereum token, you've probably listened to a hundred interviews by, you know, uh, uh, the, the various co-founders, you know, their, their whole stories, you know, like uh, if you bought like a Solana one, you do the same thing, right? So you follow these people and you know exactly what they're doing. You, you follow the developers, you know what's happening in their ecosystem. How many times do you buy, you know, like the stock market, I feel like it's so um, soulless in some ways and faceless because, you know, you just buy this basket of things and then, you know, you just sort of wait for everybody else to kind of work and, and make some money from that. And then, you know, you, you'd get some gains. Whereas in the crypto industry, you actually become the users of, let's say, for example, if I buy Apple stocks or Microsoft stocks, it doesn't make any difference if I use an Apple computer. But mm -hmm. if I buy Ethereum, it does make a big difference if I'm an Ethereum user or Solana, you know, um, or, or uh, you know, all, all these different things. And of course, Bitcoin is in, in a completely different, you know, uh, class of its own. So, um, so, and the other reason why I think in terms of going back to the women's conversation thing, the reason why women are so supportive of each other bringing in, because we all need that adoption and, and we are kind of, you know, building this together. We all need the numbers, right? And, and that's, I think, something that also kind of helping. But, um, since you work in the reg regulatory uh, areas, what's your thoughts on the current state uh, state of the regulations? You know, and, and I would really, of course, love to have you do a proper session on on Femtic on this topic. But um, where you stand right now, in general, do you see things being like better than what you thought they would be at this space uh, at this time, or or what's the hope for future? Yeah, I mean, I think I said to you before we started recording, I have a lot when I explain to people that I work in, uh, I work with customers, comp crypto companies and, and um, you know, financial institutions, and I work with them to, to, along with my colleagues to help them meet some of the regulations that they have, um, you know, uh, globally. And a lot of people say to me, yeah, but crypto is not regulated, right? <laughs> I'm like, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, so generally, I think that there's still, regulation is still quite complex in terms of the requirements on different types of crypto businesses. And also from a um, jurisdiction perspective, you know, if you're a global exchange operating in a number of different jurisdictions who are implementing regulation at different speeds with different requirements and, and different severities, you know, there's a huge amount of complexity not just for the compliance team, but also for all of the adjacent teams that are having to 
build the solution so you know it's a huge amount of work for um a crypto businesses development team and product teams and marketing teams and you know it it really is something that doesn't just you know it's not just the case of one compliance officer sitting and saying okay cool we've achieved this regulation we've we've you know met the needs of this regulation so i think that it is a very complex landscape and it is changing very quickly. You know, yeah. I obviously work now at Nota Bene and we focus on um, providing an end-to-end solution for the travel rule. And we know, you know, um, I started getting asked about the travel rule probably seriously about a year ago, about 18 months to a year ago from, from the clients I was working with at the time. But I think at that point they were kind of like, you know, we kind of think it's going to be a thing. We should start to think about it. And obviously in the last 12 months. Um, so for people who don't know about it, can you explain what the travel rule is? Yeah, exactly. Of course. Um, so the, the travel rule is um, a regulation that was first introduced by uh, the Financial Action Task Force. So like the money laundering um, regulatory body in the US. And essentially what it requires is for um, virtual asset providers to share with each other um, a certain amount of information about their end to their end customer. So very similar um, in some ways to um, the way that, you know, if I was to send you money using my bank account, um, my bank would check with your bank that all the right checks have done, have been done, that you're not a sanctioned person, that, you know, that this is safe for them to execute this transaction. Um, when the travel rule was introduced, obviously nothing like that existed for the crypto space. And also it, it posed a lot of challenges um, in terms of, you know, identifying ownership of wallets and, and where you were sending funds to and how that information not only would be sent between these crypto businesses, but how is it going to be stored? How is it going to be verified? So there's a lot of challenges um, in terms of meeting the travel rule requirements. And, um, and that's really where Nota Bene, we work with customers and have built, you know, a solution that um, sort of allows customers to do just that and meet those requirements. So, you know, um, this month has actually been a very busy month for the travel rule where um, in South Korea, in Canada, they both, those jurisdictions had deadlines for companies to start actually meeting the requirements Whereas before, um, jurisdictions had been more um, like, you know, you need to start, you know, we're expecting an, uh, an, uh, you to show that you're making an effort to comply um, with these re- restrictions and regulations. Now, um, regulators are getting a lot stricter. And, you know, I think probably in the next few months, we will start to see some um, action taken by regulators for businesses that don't comply. And I think, you know, generally with regulation, the there still is a big education gap for the people that are making um the regular you know the yeah and i think that's where you know companies like elliptic and notabene have a huge part um you know obviously they are um solutions to the to sort of um regulatory challenges but also they act as an intermediary and really a source of information for regulators globally and you know spend a lot of time educating and sort of really providing that support and guidance to ensure that 
you know, the regulations that are introduced are um, appropriate, proportionate, and also understanding the technical limitations and requirements of the crypto space. You know, I um, often would talk with compliance officers about, you know, where regulations from the fiat space are try like, you know, there's an attempt to move them directly over into the crypto space without really understanding the, the technical differences. Um, so, you know, generally I think it's still very complex, but I'm hoping that as time goes on and, and as regulators become more um, informed on the requirements from a crypto perspective, that those, you know, those challenges will start to um, decrease for crypto businesses and, you know, mm. they create I don't, a framework. I don't friendly I, I don't know if they will become uh you know they they may untangle one thing but the, but the yeah. speed of technology development is so exponential mm. that it's going to become more and more difficult like you know between you know like i'm sure that you have had and, and i've had most of us have had five to ten thousand hours of crypto education you know to be at the point that we are now and most of these people who are like starting to get into this from uh the regulations from the side of the legacy institutions they haven't had that five to ten thousand hours because if they do they will be crypto pilled <laughs> and they will be like you know like they will completely be like you know what let's leave regulations let's just focus on this thing, you know but uh but the truth is that like it's really hard for them to regulate something that they haven't lived with you know like yeah. it's it's really hard so um i think i think they might untangle one part but there will be another thing uh and and then another thing and constantly like for example nfts they just came out of nowhere right like you know yeah. of course they were around since you know, 2017 etc but like in terms of becoming a cultural phenomenon it came out of nowhere and then now it's DAOs. you know like it's constantly something new and uh, and how on earth are you going to regulate DAOs? right like a whole new world are like i promise you if we pick the uh, you know the the uh phone right now and and uh, out of nowhere with them when they don't have the time to google ask them ask a lot of people in the legacy finance in the regulators do you know what the DAO is they've never even heard of it right they may have to go and google it before they can respond and then they would be like yeah, yeah i know <laughs> you know but like but you know it's like a whole new world is opening, which is going to be very, very hard to um, uh, to regulate. So uh, it's it's a very interesting space. It remains to be seen, but they definitely need companies like uh, you know, like yours, like ours, to to help them in this in this journey. And we really want to have women in uh, you know leading in this space, women like yourself. And of course, we are going to have you as a speaker on the platform. So. Um, yeah, so we can talk about that in more detail. Um, but uh, yeah, so thank you for uh, accepting for me to uh, press record and, and, you know, we will have you back on a proper longer kind of podcast, but any final words for regulators and, and the financial legacy institutions listening to this? And then, of course, we're inviting them to uh, sessions that we'll have on the platform. I just think it's not, it's, it's never too late to start, but also don't waste a second. Yes. You know, like 
Yes. If you if you leave it another day, another minute, something else is is being innovated on. So, um, you know, it's not too late, but also like this is an opportunity. This just filled with opportunities. So start start now. Yeah, and and I would say that equally to retail investors and people who are listening to this that are just thinking about getting into this space, whether they're looking to get a job in this space, whether they're looking to build a community in this space, you know whatever it is that they think that um, they could be building or, or uh, you know, getting into uh, the uh, Web3, crypto, NFTs, DAOs, all, all this whole ecosystem that's being built, do it sooner than later, because every day that you wait is an opportunity cost. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Abigail. She's also a contributor to Fanpeak, and you should definitely join the platform and tune into her sessions. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Ariane Show.